listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and today joined by Kim Campani and Amy Campbell. And we're talking about uh, something that maybe women don't think about right off the bat. It's postpartum pain management. You know, when we're pregnant, we think, of course, a lot about what the pain is going to be like when we deliver, uh, but we might not think about the pain afterwards. And so we have both of you here talking with us today, talking about how to manage pain after childbirth. And Kim, you are a pharmacist and executive operations director of pain management services for Intermountain Health. Amy, a nurse and the interim executive director for the Women's Health Clinical Program at Intermountain Healthcare. Thank you both so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. So Amy, as a nurse, you've worked for years to care for women in the hospital when they deliver babies and right afterwards. How does pain after childbirth vary depending on the kind of delivery you have? What, you know, C-section, vaginal delivery, uh, was, were you know, pain meds used during delivery? How does it all kind of compare and vary? So uterine cramping is the most common pain that women experience after childbirth. The body releases oxytocin after your baby is born to begin the process of shrinking the uterus back to the pre-pregnancy size, and, and that is all very normal. There is part of that cramping also helps return the uterus back to its pre-pregnancy size, and then it slows postpartum bleeding. The cramping pain might also increase during breastfeeding, so that is very normal, and don't be concerned if you have cramping during breastfeeding. Again, oxytocin is being delivered um, naturally through your body. Uh, uterine cramping is typically described as dull aching pain. Women typically have perineal pain and some swelling after a vaginal delivery, and most women describe it as throbbing or even sometimes stinging. It's common to have pain in the vaginal wall from an episiotomy or from tearing of the, the perineum. Uh, if you have a C-section delivery, uterine cramping is also very normal and the most common symptom that women complain of. And so a C-section procedure is done by making a horizontal incision above the pubic bone. And the pain from the C-section incision, again, is very normal. So lower abdominal muscle pain, and women describe this pain typically as stinging or throbbing or a sharp shooting pain. So all of those things are to be expected after a delivery. And of course, pain varies woman to woman, uh, regardless of the type of delivery they have, I'm sure. Yes. Pain tolerance varies from person to person or woman to woman, I should say. Every woman is different, and the trauma of that your body goes through after a delivery varies with every birth and with every person. Typically, when it's a second or a subsequent birth, women have more cramping and after pains. And the pain varies by the woman's ability to cope, the amount of time that she spent in labor, and her endurance for pain. So rest is so important to improve pain tolerance. Um, many women have adopted the practices of meditation and hypnosis to prepare for the birth experience. And these same methods can help 
after birth as well for pain. Um, in childbirth, the amount of pain depends on if it's your first birth, and like I said, typically second, third, subsequent births, you will experience more after pains, and, and that is to be expected. And so kind of talking about those expectations, knowing that there will, will of course, be some pain involved, what should moms know about alleviating pain after childbirth? I know a lot of, um, you know, pain, of course, is normal when it comes to childbirth. A lot of moms, you know, during pregnancy and then after, they're leery about medications and what they should take or can or can't take. So what should they know about alleviating the pain? Well, I think the first thing is to make sure that you have realistic expectations about pain. Pain is part of childbirth. Pain is part of the after experience after childbirth. And in the hospital, we do everything we can to keep women comfortable after and during their birth experience, but that is all very normal. So it is important to talk to your doctor or midwife or pharmacist to determine if you need pain control after birth. Postpartum nurses are also really great at helping you alleviate your pain as are our labor and delivery nurses during the birth process. So things like using a pillow under your back or under your arms or under your knees really help decrease pain. Something as simple as an ice pack placed on your perineal area or the C-section area are so helpful. Witch hazel pads also help soothe the perineal area and keep the area clean. And lidocaine spray can be used after a delivery. Um, we also typically offer a perinatal spray bottle in in the delivery experience and after the delivery experience. So the use of cool water or lukewarm water can be really helpful. So just to kind of uh, bring all of those back together, the five simple ways to relieve child pain after childbirth are using ice packs for soreness, apply topical lidocaine spray or gel, the use of witch hazel pads to soothe and clean the area, Use of over-counter pain medications are helpful, like ibuprofen. And then for complications, the use of non-opioid pain relievers are also very helpful. So talking to your doctor about how to relieve that pain is your best option. Yeah, and a lot of the times, like you were saying, after the delivery experience, um, you're sent home with a little care pack of all of these things to kind of help you alleviate some of the pain that you may have once you get home as well. Yes, absolutely. So as we use uh, those witch hazel pads in the hospital and your Dibby King cream, your nurse will send you home with those medications as they have been ordered by your physician. And then again, continuing the use of an ice pack is, is very important. And now, Kim, as a pharmacist, you've studied medications and of course how they're used, the benefits, the risks. What types of pain release, or pain relief rather, are uh, suitable and acceptable and safe for moms to use after childbirth. And especially, I know a lot of moms are concerned when it comes to breastfeeding as well and the medications they're taking. Uh, yes, yes, Jade. So the, the key to pain management is to, to do some of these non-medication treatments that Amy discussed, such as um, an, an ice pack to the, to the perineal area. It could be to the perineal area can be very effective. I'm also realizing that there are many over-the-counter items or medications that can be very effective. The key to uh, controlling this is to take scheduled acetaminophen, uh, the brand name for that is Tylenol, and ibuprofen, uh, brand names Motrin or Advil, around the clock 
for two to three days postpartum. This routine taking of the medication can really reduce the inflammation and the pain for mothers and make it so that they are much more comfortable. It's important to have those scheduled doses of the opioid, uh, excuse me, of the uh, ibuprofen and the acetaminophen uh, so that possibly can even avoid uh, opioids. Rotate those doses every three to four hours, like I say, around the clock, alternating. And um, you should only rarely need an opioid if you have extenuating circumstances. If your pain is not being controlled after a few days or if it's, it's extreme, please talk to your provider about that. But by doing these, these around-the-clock measures with over-the-counter items, you're able to actually alleviate a lot of your pain. Also, at the time after childbirth, where constipation can be really, um, really a debilitating factor for many women, so making sure to uh, drink lots of liquids, get extra fiber in your diet, actually even have a, a, a walk each day, uh, that can be very helpful. And if opioids were prescribed, um, that, that increases the constipation. So that's something to be mindful of. And maybe one of the other reasons why opioids would be a first choice for women uh, postpartum. And as we talk about postpartum, the, the risk that women can have becoming addicted to prescription pain relievers as well, that can, that can elevate. You bet. You know, childbirth is difficult. You're in pain, you're tired, especially if you've had a C-section. Your hormones are fluctuating. There's just a lot going on in your body. It's a big, a big life change and an adjustment period. So the combination of all those things can lead to postpartum depression, anxiety, or even addiction. So in the past, opioids were a common solution for pain, but now we know more of the risks about opioids and about many of the opioid alternatives that we've discussed. So we really wanna encourage women to, to use opioids as a last resource, and because there are so many alternatives and so many uh, other great uh, things that we can use to control the pain. And what about when it comes to breastfeeding? If, uh, if an opioid has to be introduced as pain management, um, is it safe for you to breastfeed while taking that? Well, it's safe to, to breastfeed by using um, ibuprofen and acetaminophen that we mentioned. But um, when you're nursing, medications can end up in your breast milk and they can affect your baby. So you're gonna to wanna to discuss those options with your provider or your pharmacist before taking them to find out what are the risks to you and what are those risks to the baby if you are breastfeeding. If opioids are used by the breastfeeding mom, the infant should also be monitored for signs of, of drowsiness and respiratory depression. And what that is is a decreased breathing, which can be harmful to the baby. Uh, withdrawal symptoms can also occur in breastfed infants when moms stop taking opioids or when uh, breastfeeding is stopped. So these are things you're gonna, if, if an opioid is required, please make sure you have those discussions with the healthcare professional to understand the risks. And so if you do get home and, and you're you know, following the, the path that was set for you and you're taking uh, whatever medication is needed based on your pain after delivery, when do you get to that point? You know, if your pain continues or if it increases, um, at what point do you recommend women calling their providers? So it is important to make sure that you continue to watch your bleeding after you deliver. So if you have increased bleeding along with an increase with cramping and any extra incisional pain beyond what you feel like is normal, 
it is important to contact your physician. It is also important to let your physician know or call 911 if you have chest pain, if you're having a hard time breathing, if you have a lump in your legs or notice any redness or swelling or heat on your body. So also watching for that incisional pain and the signs and symptoms of infection in the incision, which would be discoloration, redness, or heat. And if you have any exudate that looks abnormal coming from your incision or your episiotomy, those are all important things to make sure that you are letting your physician know about. Great, thank you so much. Tim and Amy with Intermountain Health, we appreciate you joining us today talking about postpartum pain management. Uh, for more information, you can always uh, go to intermountainhealthcare.org. You can find information about women's health services and postpartum care uh, on your website. So thank you so much for answering some of those questions for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, you can always visit intermountainhealthcare.org backslash services backslash women's health to get more information on postpartum care. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.